Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So about 16 years into uh, his pontificate, on October 11th, 1954, Pope Pius XII He established the feast day that we're celebrating today, the feast day of the Queenship of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and he set it as the octave day after the feast of the, or the uh, solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary on August 15th. If you recall, it was the same Holy Father, Pope Pius XII, who declared the infallible dogma of the Assumption of Mary in 1950. So, kind of cool that we get this feast day that kind of follows upon the feast of the Assumption. What he wanted to do with this feast day of the Queenship of Mary is he wanted to establish this as the crown jewel uh, for the church's veneration of Our Lady in some ways. This feast day that we're celebrating today is the crown jewel of our veneration of Mary. These mysteries of the Assumption and the Coronation of Mary, they go together. Those of us who pray the rosary, we know, right? Which, which pop quiz, which mysteries of the, which, which mysteries of the rosary do, do these come from? The joyful, the sorrowful, glorious, luminous, which ones? Glorious, very good. And which, which number of the rosary? Which mysteries? Four and five. Very good. Okay. Miran gets a gold star today. All of you, I don't know what's going on. Okay. The Assumption of Our Lady is the fourth mystery. The Coronation is the fifth mystery. These go together. These go together. The Assumption, we could put it this way, the Assumption was a means to the Coronation of Our Lady. She was assumed into heaven so that she could reign as Queen of Heaven. She was assumed into heaven so that she could reign as Queen of Heaven. Now, there's a, some interesting biblical backdrop here that kind of helps us understand this feast day. If you go back to the Old Testament, looking at the way that the kingdom of Israel was ruled, you had the king who ruled. So think, for example, of King Solomon. Um, Solomon, who is one of David's many sons. David, before he died, he identified Solomon as his heir to the throne, his successor. And ruling at the king's side was not the king's um, wife. It wasn't the wife of the king because in ancient Israel, just like in the ancient world, there tended to be a lot of wives of the king. So ruling by the king's side was not the wife of the king, but the mother of the king, also known in Hebrew as the Gebira, right? The queen mother was the one who ruled at the king's side. There's a really interesting scene in 1 Kings uh, 2.19 where Bathsheba, right, Solomon's mom, she comes into the court. Solomon had just been crowned king, and everyone's bowing before Solomon, and then Bathsheba walks in, and then Solomon rises from his throne, and he bows before his mother. Then he has Bathsheba seated at his right hand. No other subject in the king is given um, in the kingdom is given such high honor. And from that point forward, what, what Bathsheba does is she brings essentially petitions to her son. and She makes intercession for the people, begging the king to do this or that thing. And Solomon often will say, how could I refuse my mother? You can see the parallel, of course, right? The, the, the archetype here that, that is fulfilled by Jesus and Mary. So Mary, she's assumed into heaven and she's seated Like the Gebira of the Old Testament, she's seated at the right hand of her son to intercede for us. We also catch a glimpse of Our Lady as Queen in Revelation chapter 12. Skip ahead to the end of the story. You see this great sign appearing in the heavens, right? This is the reading that we had for the Feast of the Assumption. A great sign appears 
in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, a crown of 12 stars, and she's wailing in labor pains, giving birth to a son who will receive, who will, who will receive the scepter, who will rule over the nations with an iron rod, right? This son who is the Messiah. This is who she is. Okay, so here's the question. Where do we fit in, in this feast day? Because I, I think it's often, um, it, it can be, it's often the case or it can feel like it's the case that often with these feast days that, um, that it's kind of like liturgical, like liturgical fireworks show, right? So the church holds up this saint or this feast or this mystery and, and we just kind of sit back and go, ooh, ah, isn't that great? No, we fit into this story. We fit into this mystery. How do we fit into this mystery? Let's skip ahead to this. Let's think about this. From the cross, Jesus looks at John, the beloved disciple, and says to her, Behold your son. Then he looks at, that's what he says to Mary, Behold your son. Then he looks at, at the beloved disciple, Behold your mother. Right From the cross, the, the ultimate gift that Jesus saved up for last was his mother for us. That Mary was given to us as our mother. As our mother. You and I, we have a queen for a mother. It's pretty extraordinary. So what does that make us? If we have a queen for a mother, what does that make us? What does that say about who you are? That you and I, we are sons and daughters, yes, of the Most High King, and we are sons and daughters of the Queen of Heaven. We are sons and daughters of the Queen of Heaven, but we often don't live that way. We often live like exiled royalty, if I can put it that way, or even probably more to the point. This is an image that came to my mind about a year ago. I was watching, I was on my day off, I was watching, um, you know, with my goddaughter some Disney princess movies. Don't judge, okay? We were watching Anastasia, okay? It's been a long time since I've seen Anastasia. Have you seen Anastasia, the Disney movie? Many of us? Okay, all right. Watching Anastasia, the, 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 you don't have to watch the movie, but the premise of the story, right? You've got Anastasia, who's royalty. She's this princess who doesn't know who she is. She doesn't grow up in the palace. She doesn't grow up knowing her story. She doesn't grow up knowing where she comes from. And yet that's who she is, right? She's royalty. She's a princess. She's an heiress. She is someone of immense power. This is who we are. We are this is much of our story. Not knowing who we truly are, to whom we belong, what is our birthright, what's our true inheritance, the resources that we have at our disposal, the power that we have, that we often walk through this world not knowing who we are, that we have a queen for a mother. We have a queen for a mother and how powerful she is, how powerful we are. So friends, let's let the queen of heaven and earth, the great Gebi Ra, right, Mary, our mother, remind us of who we are, who we really are today. Amen.